0: Hello and welcome to another Use of Force. This week, our 49th week, where we are walking a route based on the Spike Lee movie 25th Hour, we have a Use of Force instance that took place in December of 2015. This is an instance where the person is unidentified, which is something that we haven't done since very close to the beginning of this project. It means that there is a use of force report, but not any explicit reporting we could find on the instance. We did find something that may be related to it, which we'll get to in a second, but I'm going to read the use of force report now. On Tuesday, December 12, 2015, an on-duty police officer observed a motor vehicle in violation of the New York State Vehicle and Traffic Law. Upon activating their emergency lights to conduct a car stop, the vehicle accelerated, striking another vehicle. The driver of the vehicle fled on foot and was approached by a police officer. The perpetrator attempted to grab the officer's firearm. During the altercation, the officer discharged one round, striking the perpetrator in the chest, which led to his demise. The passenger in the vehicle was apprehended on scene, the subject had 16 prior arrests, including multiple arrests for burglary and had previous charges of resisting arrest and fleeing from the police. Subject toxicology yielded no presence of narcotics or alcohol.
1: So, yeah, like Mike said, this incident we had listed as an unidentified person because the way that we went through to Put together the pieces of the use of force report and finding out information about it was based purely on the date and then if there was a precinct listed we could use that for researching if there was any sort of reference to a street or a location we could use that for referencing and then also the details of what happened were something that we could look into and when we we're first going through this list and using the date. Nothing was showing up at all. And this week I dug a little bit deeper and started just trying to see if I could find any more information out about this. I came across a Washington Post article that had an infographic of all of the that have been shot and killed by police in the entire country over I'm actually not sure how many years but it included 2015 and it was an interactive infographic so I was able to go to December of 2015 and narrow it down to just New York and there was one person that showed up and it was linked to an incident that happened four days prior to the use of force report. So on December 8th, 2015, there is reporting about an incident that sounds very similar to what was reported in the use of force report. This refers to a man named Miguel Espinal. Mm -hmm. He was 36 and he was fatally wounded by the police when he was driving his father's car the this incident began right before noon there were two police officers from the 50th pre- precinct in the Bronx they saw a gray 2009 Nissan driving erratically and they followed it they tried to pull the car over, and the car drove away at a high speed. They ended up following the car over the border into Westchester County into Yonkers, found the car again, chased it until it crashed into a median, and then Miguel jumped out of the car, crossed traffic, and ran into the woods that are up near the highway and there was a second person in the car as well that was injured in the crash and taken into custody so i would be surprised if this happened twice in the same week but it is confusing to me why the date would be wrong In the use of force report and if it was the other way around where the reporting happened later I would think that maybe the reporting just happened later but the police report is dated after the news reports Mm -hmm. so that is confusing to me and still leaves me Feeling unclear whether or not this actually is the same incident, even though many of the details seem similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if it is the same incident, there were two officers involved. They were Garthlett James and Romeo Francis. It's not clear which of the officers fired the shot that wounded and killed. This man they were both they had both fired their guns in this incident and neither of them had ever been involved in a shooting prior to this incident mm-hmm. and I don't know how much more we want to talk about the actual incident here just because we aren't sure if it is the same one, of course it is another incident of a person being killed by police. And we can talk more about the concept of a car chase leading to someone being shot and killed, which I don't know if we've actually had a car chase that we've talked about before. In this segment, but I, think I know there was we've one on Laguardia. Foot chase.
0: There was one that went past Laguardia.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we, it was either that or the foot chase. I think we, I maybe brought up this idea that in some cities where they're trying to do police reform, I know particularly in Oakland, California, they've banned any sort of chasing because of the spike in adrenaline and that it ultimately ends up causing more problems than solving them because everyone is sort of on high alert and especially in cases where there's not someone in immediate danger they've said that that it's just not worth it, that there needs to be a different approach and I do, I mean, in this incident, the, the article that I was just reading from says that the car was driving erratically. It doesn't really explain what that means. And in the use of force report, it just said that there was a traffic violation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it does make me wonder how, what exactly warranted the high speed car chase yeah. onto ultimately onto the highway in Yonkers. Yeah. That just seems like it does seem. I mean, one person did die and it seems like the possibility of more people being injured was heightened because now you're pushing this into the next year.
0: Yeah. I think the thing that comes to the f- fore in my mind is if these are, in fact, the same incidences, how different the, what the article is from the use of force report in terms of, like, they just said that the passenger was... Uh, you know, apprehended, but they were injured as well. Right. And uh, you know that there was a uh, that that they're like kind of the whole fleeing into Westchester type thing is not. You know, it makes it all sound like it was in one location. Right. So if it is in fact the same, which I mean, enough of the pieces meet up that it seems likely. And the fact that the dates are so different, it kind of strikes me as something that the, it's like kind of like, almost like regular office paperwork where that it was like just sloppily done at the end of the year or something, you know, where it was like, this is an obligation we have to do. Nobody gave us a hard time about it. We've already forgotten about it. And like, we just got to fill out a few lines to like describe Which is kind of interesting.
1: Right. That is interesting. I mean, it it was in December. It, like, I mean, this is purely just, uh, you know, this isn't real, but, you know, it's possible that there was, like, an office holiday party or something, and the officers didn't fill out their paperwork because they were trying to get to that, or, you know, but I don't really know why. It's interesting. It's definitely the first instance that we've seen of if it if this is the same incident this is the first time that I've seen the date be wrong. We've right. seen other details differ but in this case it's very clear that the date would be wrong on the side of the police just because there was media reporting beforehand so there's no way that the media was wrong.
0: Right. Yeah. So, it's plausible that some of these other unidentified people we were just unable to find the actual reporting on as well, but...
1: Yeah, and I guess it, it does mean that maybe we should look into it a bit more into those as well. Maybe there's a way, maybe there's a similar thing that's happened or you know, I'm not sure. I didn't really consider that maybe the date could be wrong previously.
0: Oh, we definitely did. I mean, I, we, we looked around on, Mm. like, on either side of all the other dates. Just
1: just in case. yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, it still does leave a question of just I mean, I guess the thing it leaves me with is that the use of force report is not Although it is, while it is a public document, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily made in a way that is supposed to be accessible by the public. Because even to, to link the news articles with the report, you know, because there's no name associated, sometimes there's an age, sometimes there's a gender, sometimes there's a skin color. But other than that, there's usually no identifying bits of information about the person that's been killed. And it really just becomes this report on an action by the police, which is interesting. It's just uh, clearly it's not something that's made for the public to learn about. What's happening in policing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably no consequence for the report to be inaccurate, which, like, I imagine there's penalties for falsifying other police reports.
1: Sure, and I, you know, it. it this doesn't even seem like falsifying to me. Although maybe if we dug deeper, maybe there would we'd find a reason why that date didn't want to be disclosed but it really just seems like you said earlier like just sloppy reporting yeah so anyway i think that's all we have for this incident and as always if anyone has any more information for us let us know and thank you for listening
0: bye